What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the High on the Hogs podcast. Andy, how you doing tonight, man? High on the hog. It's gonna be our, it's gonna be our catchphrase from now on. High on the hog. Yes. Presented tonight by Lens Marketing and Design. Thanks to Mr. Brian Lynn for all his hard work on our logo. My little buddy. That is your little buddy. Yes, sir. And uh, He's medium size. He's not little. <laughs> he does fantastic work. Check out our new uh, logo for the podcast here on this new redesigned, re- rebranded podcast that we are having a lot of fun with. Uh, but really excited to be partnered with with Lens Marketing and Design and, uh, and letting them do a little bit more work for us. We'll probably have some more kind of special things coming out here in the really near future he's pretty good with the computer i've seen some of the renderings and stuff that he's done in the past uh, actually you know i used to work with brian mm-hmm. uh, when he had his automotive business and everything and i've seen some of the renderings he's done on automobiles and stuff for customers and just taking something that's just a plain image and turning it into like a completely trick custom ride yeah. i mean it is awesome to see what he can do did so. you see the original logo for this podcast i have not i've that seen will made? i really like no i'm pretty sure it's <laughs> It's speeding with the brakes on compared to what Brian can do. And so that's what I said to Brian. I said, hey, fix this. Oh, no. <laughs> he said, okay, and he did. He fixed it, and it he's looks phenomenal. He's a pretty phenomenal. smeller. So, I mean, he's he's uh, impressive, to say the least, with that kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Very, got very impressive. Going. Got a yeah. pretty nice little car, too. Yeah, he does. I mean, if nothing else, follow his Facebook page just yeah. to see the pictures of the car and all the little things he adds to it. And he put some, what, some carbon Something fiber. Something about forged Something. carbon. Yeah. And <laughs> Huracan. And, I mean, I don't know how much I'm going to put out there, but, I mean, <laughs> It's a pretty sweet little zoomy zoomy thing with no top on it. I tried to get him to trade it straight up for the truck and Razorback tickets. Yeah. He only gave me the Razorback tickets and maybe paid for them. So yeah, it's probably going to be a big no there. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fit the family in that car, bud. I don't need the family in that car. I mean, it's got a V10. It me, sounds amazing. Let me tell you, man. Today has been that day where I've like set at the house. I've and needed something like what he has today just to get out on the road and relieve a little stress <laughs> personally. This must be stress day. And I don't even know why. But like, let me just. I'm I just, got kicked in the shin multiple times today oh, man. like yeah, you by a trailer day. hitch yeah this is a rough day for yeah. sure well so this is just a psa i guess psa's i don't even know the word i'm looking for but for those of you who have been stuck at home working with your children since this <laughs> stupid thing started thanks a lot china my my thoughts and prayers go out to you <laughs> i mean because oh today i don't just, have any of those little regrets today just around, hit me so. i'm like my seven-year-old has been at home with me every single day other than a few days here and there where grandma or somebody's taking them you took a vacation i don't want to hear it yeah but they went with us no the first one they didn't. yeah it was only a couple days but still, still it's every day i'm just i'm like uh, i just can't get myself into a routine like i have found myself in that like dude he's little enough i will help you duct tape him to a wall that's not it's not even he might even like it like it's not even that like i have resources of like my mother-in-law can watch him when i got to do stuff it's just it's the idea of knowing that i have to figure something or a way out to get around to do different things all day because of course my job my normal job i'd go all over the place i don't have a set schedule if someone wants to see a house at 2 in the afternoon, I go show my house at 2 in the afternoon. Well, when you have a 7-year-old in tow all day, it makes it a, it's just I can't get into a routine. I'm, I'm, I'm venting at the moment. So Are you crying? I'm not crying. I'm just venting. Uh, there's something I totally want to say, but it will definitely put an E on this thing. And, and I want to say it, but our producer, Will, will be like, he will definitely send me a message about it, and he'll have to cut it. I know. So. I'll be like, Will, you know all that editing you're going to have to do in this podcast? Well... well Add to it. Yep. <laughs> if I decide to get that girl, girl a little bit of fuzz yeah. here, I, I might just... Uh, <laughs> the 4.30 minute, knock it. Yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, so yeah, it's just been... I think it's been stress Monday for everybody. Yeah, so. for sure. And we're recording a day late because my wife was sick yesterday. Yep. Thanks a lot, so, China. Yeah. Well, thankfully it wasn't China. It was... Yep. <laughs> A stomach bug from somewhere, though. It was a different virus. Thanks so, a lot, Ireland. Yeah, somewhere. This one probably came from the the, the splash pad in Sherwood. Probably. Would be my guess. Probably so. <laughs> oh, what is, what are we talking about here? I don't know. Maybe my we phone. can stop messaging. Oh, look, it's Jackson. I don't know what they're talking oh, yeah. about. We should call Jackson Random and be like, hey, podcast. No. Hey, what do you want to do? <laughs> How's your car, bud? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. You get a new one? feel bad for him to walk Whatever have a barbecue challenge? Hey, everybody, Bring make sure. On, Buffy. Make sure everyone listens to the JC Hoops podcast. And, pretty uh, informative, guys. It, it's really good, but he probably needs sponsors for a new car. <laughs> so, yeah. So you can help us wow. out. 
Um, I can help out with repairs, but uh, <laughs> repairs on this ain't going to be cheap. Cause no, he's better off. I can really car. help still. Yeah. It's just, nope. Uh, well, maybe. Motor. Maybe, you know, we, hey, maybe someone out there can donate the man a motor or, or, or a car. I don't Anybody, know. I'm sure there's people out there with extra cars you want to get rid of. He is a hardworking college kid who's trying to get through law school yes. and all that other he's stuff. He's moving so. here pretty quick yeah. down this way. And yep. It's hard to move without a car. Yeah. So getting to this week in hog sports, the hogs did some big things in recruiting three-star defensive tackle Solomon, right? Well, they are on it, man. Yeah. I, that dead gum crew they got up there with Pittman. It doesn't even seem to matter that they're not able to get out and talk to these kids face to face. Not at all. It seems like every day you turn around and there's somebody else committing. We're going to run out of spots really fast. Well, so we're already at 15. I was pulling the numbers up here. We're already at 15. Um, One four-star and 14 threes, I think. Yeah, but I mean, even a guy, like both Some of the guys. Some of these guys might end up being four-stars if they get to play their senior year. Well, uh, I think a guy like Aaron Outley probably would be a four-star. Now, Aaron Outley also committed um, yesterday, and uh, we'll have him hopefully on the show here real soon. Yay! Um, but uh, so I'm, I think if you had summer camps and, and everything going on, that Outley would have been a guy that could have been could have easily hit that four-star status. You look at his offers. And he can still hit it. He's had some big-time oh, yeah. offers. Yeah, what, Florida State, Penn Florida State, State, Michigan State. A&M, yep. LSU. Uh, you said Florida State, Michigan State. Yeah, Michigan somebody. State. Let me see. There was, I mean, there was, some, there was some definite star-studded cast that wanted this kid, so. Yeah, you look at his offers. I mean, he had some late ones come on. Florida State back in the spring was big. Let's see. Let's just pull this complete list. So Ole Miss, Missouri, Imagine Michigan that. State, Michigan, Memphis, Tennessee. I mean, everybody. A&M, like I said. Yeah. Ooh, Western Kentucky. Wow. Yeah, he wouldn't have had – he wouldn't have had a uh, tie story. story throwing touchdowns. SMU, he go down there to that place, yeah. play with a couple of people that may have left yeah. him down there. <laughs> There's a couple there. <laughs> Chevin Calloway's still there, isn't he? I'm not sure. I didn't pay attention. I think he ended up there. I mean, but smart people. So two big, big commitments there, and, and then uh, on the Solomon. baseball, on the baseball side of things. So well, the other guy was a Texas Tech flip. So. Yeah. So Solomon Wright that's was our first D tackle commit too on this class. Well, is it, I think that's right. Let's see. We had that here a minute ago. Do 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 do. Yeah, first one on the defensive line. So His picture, that's a big old kid. Yeah, and it was a surprise, too. I don't think anybody saw him flipping oh, from no. Texas Tech, and it was just right, you know, out, out of the blue kind of. We got that flip, and then – so we're still waiting on a couple of guys. I know uh, Lucas Coley, when he was on the podcast with us, brought up uh, a couple guys he was looking towards. I know we got the offensive line he wanted, and uh, was it Keytron Jackson, I think, is the wide receiver he's really excited to get. Good um, Coley. Yep, and so that's another well, guy there. You're after. pretty loaded at receiver up there, but I will gladly take all that you can bring us. Yeah, without a doubt. And I tell you, if you watched, I was I was watching some of the Outley highlights, and um, he splits out wide most. And of course, they run He's a spread at Parkview, so. but they had him spread out wide um, what is he, almost six, all four, the time. Six, six three, six four in that range. So big boy, two seventy ish, I think. I'd have to pull his stats up, that's but big man. so big, two big time commits for for Pittman. That moves Arkansas now to number twenty nine in the country. And number eight in the SEC. So, I mean, early on. That's bad, man. <laughs> 29th in the country, you're not even the top 50% in your own conference. Yeah, well, that's, that's the SEC lot, for you. That's the SEC. Who are we behind? Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, <laughs> um, Florida, Tennessee. Just a few. Pretty much everybody. Let's see. Did we j- at least jump Missouri? Let's see. As long as we stay ahead of Missouri and Ole Piss. Well, Missouri's a spot ahead of Crap. Old Piss. We're ahead of Uberin. Hey, hey, Lane Kiffin doing big things there at Ole Miss. Look at that. Fourteenth. Lane Train, better get that burner phone, cause <laughs> he ain't got behind Corona. He ain't been able to get the bags thanks Vanderbilt to Corona. Vanderbilt yeah. is ahead of yeah. the Lane Train. I mean, I think they'd be more upset that Mississippi State's ahead of the Lane Train at this point. So baseball, Dave Van Horn's still getting to work as well. He adds a got a boogie, He adds a, adds a guy, Jason Jones, who is the seventh ranked player according to Perfect Game in the 2022 class. He's also the number one shortstop in the 2022 class. Well, it's nice having his name on the list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but by the way. Hang out with us, because after this segment, when we come back, we're going to have Jason Jones on the podcast with us. Oh, really? We are. I'm well, excited. It's going to be kind of fun. It's going to be good stuff. So, impressive kid, though. Very impressive kid. Uh, looking forward to chatting with him. And uh, maybe, who knows, he, he, he ends up on the hill. 
maybe? Act of God. <laughs> number seven overall player and the number one shortstop. I mean, it'd be really cool to put him and Robert Moore on the same infield. Yeah. But, uh, I don't, I don't, A, I don't think the timing will work out, but B, no. oh man, that would be fantastic. Because he would be, be, Moore would be leaving about the time he'd get on well, campus. He would, one year out or two years out. Moore is technically now two years out and he'll play this year and the next. Because of the new, because of the Corona rules, it'll still, be all messed he's up. up. He's, he's a, a 22 kid, so yeah. So that means, he, yeah, no. Yeah, they, so won't they, wouldn't, the they wouldn't be on the field at the same time, unfortunately. Yeah. And the kid can play third base and catcher. Well, he probably hit so, the ball too. And he can, he can match. He's a big boy. Like, he's a big Yeah, he didn't dude. look like a shortstop when I was looking at his picture. No, so. no. Right. Well, I mean, was it Carlos Correa is like 6'3. It's true. Yeah. I mean, he's a, I mean, Jeter's a taller one. Rodriguez was a big boy. Yeah. So, it's, Cal Ripken wasn't a small one. No, there's some bigger shortstops out there. Yeah, but, he, he's a big. He's a big. This guy's boy. a junior in high school. And he's that big. <laughs> he's an Boy, impressive. Feeding them down there. He is definitely impressive looking kid. So, what? Uh, hopefully, what are you eating, kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking forward Chicken. to that conversation and uh, trying to find this story that I had up a little while ago. Good luck. I thought I saved it. Obviously, I didn't know it. <clears throat> But uh, Arkansas opened, so today is Monday, and uh, and Arkansas opened their training camp uh, in basketball today. So Have we had any more word on our boy Isaiah Joe? Well, if you talk to Jackson, our basketball expert, he says that he is coming back. No, ma- no, no doubt, no question. Let's just ask him. That he's coming back. I'm not you doing that call again. Him. I'm not doing that Jackson, again. Jackson, what are you doing? Would Jackson. you like to talk with us? <laughs> I knew I oh yeah. Okay, sure. I knew it. <laughs> Is that you, Jackson? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man, it's a little more. It, you're you're too excited. He's yeah. a little more low key. Melancholy. He's very yeah. <laughs> Hogball block. Hogball? No, it's JC Hoops Pod now. It used to be Hogball block. It did. And he morphed into JC Hoops that. Pod. Yep, had to change it. So eight new faces. Is, are, he's not a bad football writer either. He's not a bad football writer. He's he's doing a really good job. But so eight new faces highlight the start of training camp for the Hogs basketball team. Uh, I want basketball more than I want football. Not yeah. even gonna lie one bit. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, I've said that. I said it. I posted on Facebook probably about a month ago. I was like. You know, uh, football's cool and all, but I'd rather see this basketball team oh, take court. There's no doubt. I mean, and the crazy thing is basketball is only going to get better, and we hope football will too, but I would 100% trade. You know what? Let the football team just practice all fall. <laughs> all fall. <laughs> like, just, just practice. practice. Yeah, just practice. Y'all need to Let practice. Let Felipe Franks throw the ball at least <laughs> once. Oh, at this rate, man. we're not even going to get to see him, and that sucks. Crazy. You know, I read a thing earlier today. Thanks, now, for, thanks for coming to hang out. Yeah, this is <laughs> crazy. Is Rage about Cool Club. I read a thing earlier, and, and obviously, Obviously, uh, I don't know that this, I mean, take this with a grain of salt when you think about well, whether or not these coaches have actually seen it. But both, so Bryles and Pittman on July 24th, I think was is the date. So this Thursday, Friday, yeah, whatever that is. Friday. I believe it's the 24th. Friday. Is the first time they will have seen Franks throw live since he got on campus. That is king crazy. I'll edit that for you. <laughs> that is king crazy. Absolutely mind blowing. I mean, wild, no doubt. Like, I just, yeah, crazy. So be interested. I can't to- cuss on the live show. So, I mean, I got to have some sort of outlet. You got to edit yourself here. This is bullshit. So, I, I mean, I, surely they got to be looking forward to it because you don't know what you got. But, I mean, at least you have film of what he's done. <laughs> Can you imagine? They get up there and it's like. Oh, he threw it seven yards into the dirt. <laughs> what did we do? This guy was what he thought he was. Wow, I'm glad he's 6'6", 240 and can run. <laughs> he he can't s- throw it worth a damn, but the boy can run over somebody. Move him to tight end. I hope he's got oh, hands. There went an ankle. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> oh, don't say that. Ow. That would be terrible. That's what happened last time. All right, when we get back, we'll be joined by Jason Jones, the Hogs' newest baseball commit. Whoopig! Joining me now is Arkansas's latest baseball commit, 
Perfect Games number seven player in the 2022 class, Jason Jones. Thanks for joining me, Jason. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. How are you? Man, I can't complain. It's hot, so I'm hiding inside in the air conditioning. So, uh, <laughs> I get it. It's hot here in Texas, too. It's like 105 out. Ooh, yeah, y'all got it a little worse than we do. We Funny, we actually spoke with uh, – We had this. I feel like I had this same conversation a week ago. We had uh, Art Browse on the podcast last week, and, of course, he was traveling through Texas and doing some things, and, and we were complaining yeah. about it being like 92 degrees at night here after the fights last Saturday night. And he was like, well, I'd, <laughs> I'd give for – what I'd give for 95 degrees here in texas so <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, it's always hot in texas every single day oh yeah we just we my wife and i well my family and i we spent some time uh we've done two trips to texas here over the last couple months we came down to uh back around memorial day we did the um we came out to uh, padre and, and camped on the on a on the beach and then Awesome. Uh, yeah, it was really, really neat experience. And then we came down to Galveston back the end of June and did a about a, about three or four nights down there. So, yeah, nothing like uh, 92 in the day and 89 at night. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, so you guys have obviously you've been playing in this. Uh, y'all finally got a, a, a kind of a, a condensed version of some summer ball. So, how's that been going? It's been going great. I mean, gosh. Uh, this, this coronavirus stuff is the, the COVID has been crazy. I mean, I'm just glad that, that we have baseball right now. I mean, I was in, in the quarantine. I was just working out a lot. I was just begging for baseball to come back. So I'm ecstatic that, 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 we're, that we're playing right now. Man, no doubt. I bet. I know that when we first opened back up here in Arkansas, um, we actually had the opportunity to go out and live stream a, uh, a tournament um, for one of the local tournament directors here. And uh, you talk about the, the amount of exposure, uh, the am- amount of views our videos got over that time frame from just like, a, I think we did, we did eight and under ball uh, for that weekend just to help them since that's one of their, I guess, one of their biggest uh, fan attended and they couldn't get a bunch of fans. So it was, it was wild. Right. The, the number of people that we had watching online and, and the the requests we've had to do that again since that's awesome that's great yeah it's been fun trying to get a little more exposure for baseball here in the state no doubt uh that's kind of been the the goal of our podcast and and, and our our platform here as well as got a lot of good baseball in arkansas obviously um and, Definitely. So, and, and so just trying to trying to get that exposure out there yeah, definitely, definitely. So uh, let's get the obligatory why Arkansas question out of the way right here at the beginning. So so why <laughs> Arkansas? <laughs> I mean, man, I'm going to be completely honest. I, I, me and my family were sitting down, and uh, we are kind of going through all my options, and I, I, we just came across Arkansas. I was like, it, it, it just checked all my boxes, and I was like, you know what? My, my, heart, my heart wants me to be a Razorback. So, so right, right then, as soon as I knew that, I was like, I want to be a Razor. I want to be a Hawk, no matter, no matter what. I mean, they have, they have amazing coaching staff. I, I love the coaches. They're in the SEC. They're a winning program. They're always at the top. They have the best fans in, in college baseball. So I was like, you know what? I'm all in. Awesome. Awesome. We love that. We definitely, that's what we want to hear for sure. Uh, so tell me, have you, now, have you had an opportunity to be on campus yet? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I went, I went to a camp. Uh, it was, it was, I think it was around last December and, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was a short, short kind of mini camp. And, uh, I, I saw the stadium. It's absolutely gorgeous. I, I drove through the camp. It's, 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 it's beautiful. And I just like, you know what, that, that's what my heart takes me. I feel like I'm a good fit. Awesome. So now have you seen the, the renderings, of course, of the new facility that they're building there outside of right field? Yes, sir. I've seen, I've seen a lot, a lot of videos uh, that, that I've uh, been seeing on Twitter. And it, my God, that, that, I mean, the f- facilities are top notch. Yeah. my goodness they're, 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 they're definitely the best in the country too yeah there's no i thought it was really neat how they're going to have i guess the, they're going to flip the the locker room and, and home and, and away side of the uh on, on the infield uh, the your dugouts and so um they're, right. they're gonna have the tunnel that's going to run underneath the stadium out to the dugout which i thought was really really neat exactly yeah that that is very cool so so what is so actually i want to get to another point so we had robert moore on our other podcast not long ago and uh and we asked him some questions so have you been to a game have you been to a game at Baumwalker yet 
I actually have not. I was I was planning on going to. I I had everything set up, but unfortunately with the, with the COVID that I, I could not get that chance. But I, I definitely that's that's the first thing that I want to do once everything opens back up once baseball gets going. Yeah. Well, I want to play a little clip for you real quick and then get your thoughts afterwards. This was Robert Moore talking about his first experience actually on the field at Baumwalker. This was I think game one or two of this season when he actually came out. So you know, give me a second. I want to play this clip real quick. Awesome. That the most people I ever played in front of, I believe, was the perfect game All American game, and that was like maybe like 2,500. And then so my first game at bomb, uh, me and Casey run out there to a little behind shortstop for the national anthem. And I'm like, okay, I can handle this. It's not too much different. And I looked around and I, I, I looked around, I looked at Casey. I'm like, dude, there's a lot of people here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, it's, what, what are you talking about? It's our <laughs> and, and the first ball was hit to me. And I, I don't remember. Uh, I think my, I don't know how I didn't black out, to be honest with you. I had the yips thrown at the first base. Like, uh, oh, Austin catches everything. But uh, I, I, my hand was numb. My eyes were going black. Um, I, I just felt really, really lightheaded out there. And, but after the first couple of days, I was like, okay, this is normal now. <laughs> so, fun stuff there with, with Robert in terms of, like, his, his first yeah, experience. Yeah playing in front of that many people. So uh, just, I, I think it's, it's interesting, you know, we follow Robert obviously with his decision to come a little early. And, uh, and so, um, you know, I guess the best thing I can say is just get ready. Cause, cause that was a small crowd really for bomb Walker being early in the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've definitely heard, heard a lot of, a lot of great stories and gosh, that, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So has the success of a highly regarded prospect like Robert Moore uh, that he's had so early at Arkansas caused you to give any thought of to enrolling early? I, I actually haven't, haven't really thought, thought, thought that much about it. I mean, I've I just, been, just been working on my development. I, I really, really, really haven't really put that much thought into it. So I've just been, been focusing on winning and uh, making my decision. So I, re- I really, really haven't been focusing on that. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a rare yeah. thing, I think, in baseball, obviously, so far. We've seen you know, Robert Moore, a few other guys. You've got a catcher that is early enrolling this season um, So at Arkansas. So um, it's I guess it's not right. as common as we see it, obviously, in football and basketball. So Right. So right. what's Dave Van Horn like as a recruiter? He's a great guy. I mean, he made, he made it feel like that that's going to be my home. And I, I absolutely love him. I love the whole entire coaching staff. I mean, gosh, it made me feel like he, he, he could be my dad away from home. So I felt like, you know what, that, that's, that's where I want to be. That's where I'm going to feel comfortable, and that's where I kind of want to play under. So that, that's definitely, uh, definitely why, why, why I was a big, big part of my decision. Awesome. Yeah, Dave, you know, we're, we're fortunate at Arkansas to have Dave Van Horn as, as the skipper up there on the hill. And, uh, you know, every right. year, every year we, we anticipate Omaha. I'm so disappointed because we should have been in Omaha just a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, right, right. yeah. So what do you love That's most? Right. What do you love most about the game of baseball? I mean, you know what, how fun it is. I mean, that, that, that's what I love the most about it. It's just, you, you don't really think about anything but, but, but playing ball. And I just, the, the fun aspect of it for me is just being a kid, just going out there and competing and, and winning. Winning is a, is a big thing, too. And I absolutely love it. That's, that's, that's a big reason why I played baseball when I was very little because it was always so fun for me. And I, I never lost sight of that. Very cool. So, obviously, the fun side of it—that—that's you know the the you know the fun part of baseball. It's a sport we play. It's a kids' game, man. It's supposed to be fun. Right. But you know, you're you're obviously early on. You know, you still got a couple years here, a year and a half or so. What do you feel? Any added pressure being such a highly regarded or rated prospect at this point, so early on? Uh, no, not really. I, I don't feel really that much, that much pressure. I mean. It's, it it, it kind of started to be a little a uh, little a little bit of pressure, but then once I started to, to to take some deep breaths and go back to my roots and and just realize that it is a game for fun, 
and that that it, it just it just made me excel. It made me have a lot more success while I was playing to where it, it, it it's awesome. I mean, I'm I'm definitely glad that I matured into where it's. I mean, it's it's for fun. So. I'm definitely glad I realized that. So who do you try to mold your game after? Is there anybody specifically? I kind of, I mean, I, I, I was a big Yankee fan growing up. I was a big Yankee fan. So, I, I mean, I love Derek Jeter. That was, that was kind of who, who I always watched up oh, while, yeah. while I was growing up. So that, that was, that was, that's a big a big part, part of, of why I, I, I love to be a shortstop, too. All right. Yeah. So, so on that note, you know, perfect game has you listed as a shortstop. I know that everything I've seen has you, you know, committed as a shortstop, but I've also seen you play third base and catcher as well. Um, so right. do you know where you're going to play at the next level? Uh, obviously, you know, shortstop seems to be where your, your, your interest the most is, but it, it, you think that's where you translate the best at? Is it shortstop? Yes, sir. I, I do feel like I translate the, the best at shortstop. I definitely have been, been trying to, uh, Work on my development there, and I feel like now I'm starting to. I'm, I'm very. I'm, I'm more comfortable up the middle, and uh, I got my my footwork has gotten quicker. My hands have gotten better. Got better. Uh, my arm slot is good. So I feel like that I could definitely definitely uh, work in the middle infield at shortstop. Well, I don't know if the timing will work out, but it would be pretty awesome to see um, you and Robert Moore patrol in the middle of that infield at some point in the future. Right. Timing may That'd not work awesome. out, <laughs> but that would be fantastic. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. So playing travel ball affords you the chance to play in some pretty cool places. What's the most memorable ballpark you've ever played in? Hmm. Gosh, memorable ballpark. Um, hmm. I, I played at this, uh, the Tulsa Drillers uh, uh, Stadium. That was definitely, a, I love, love that place. I mean, that was definitely. And then also uh, I played with the 16 the national development team for, for USA. And whenever we went down to carry, I mean, just just wearing a red, white, and blue and, and playing the national anthem, it, I felt like there's no better feeling than that. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I absolutely love the competition there, and it, it, there just really isn't a better feeling. I'm like, this this is this is what baseball is, and, and I absolutely loved it. So that was another that's probably my most memorable moment. Very good, very cool. So, anyone else that you're recruiting hard to join you in Fayetteville? Is there anybody else out there that you're recruiting really hard to join you in Fayetteville for that 2022 class? <laughs> I, have, I have a couple of, of my buddies, but uh, I, I definitely will, will, will love to have them uh, come be a Razorback and join the Hog Nation. So uh, I'm going to talk to them for a little bit, see it. See if they want to hop on board. Good, good. We like so you know we've had like I told you before we've had a couple of different recruits on with us and and we like to see who they're who yeah. they're recruiting the hardest as well so that so that we know who to who to you know who to help support because obviously you know you get a team <laughs> together you get a team of guys that really want to play together that makes all the difference in the world. Right, right, right. Well, I I really want my long term buddy uh, Trent Shaw. He's a he's a left handed pitcher and. Uh, I always want him to go. I mean, we've had we've had a we've been best friends since we were nine years old. So uh, I don't know if he's going to make these decisions soon. Uh-huh. But I definitely I, I I want him to be be a part of the hard nation. I, I'm really really pushing for it. Very good. Well, we will we'll keep that name in mind for sure and, and follow. So uh, we'll just just look forward to to seeing you guys up on the hill for sure. So last question: What's a passion yes, you have outside of baseball? fishing and I love working with uh, with kids I mean I, I love the, the to help out little kids and also uh, the, the keeper of the game is a, is a big part of what I, I, I love what it stands for I absolutely love it but definitely fishing and, and, and working with little kids is, is probably my, my favorite thing to do outside of baseball awesome well you got plenty of places and chances to fish in, in arkansas especially yeah. <laughs> uh, up in the Fayetteville, all over arkansas but but plenty of opportunities anywhere and everywhere around fayetteville i'm sure that uh there'll be plenty of guys up there you know you get a guy like casey martin if he happens to come back during a summer or something or during a during some off-season time i'm sure he can he can show you some good spots as well yeah 
we made that drive to Arkansas. Oh, a lot, a lot of nice spots that I might have to check out pretty soon. Yeah, you'll you'll find all those holes. I know there's some guys up there that know the secrets. So, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, good. Well, well, I know. Hopefully, next time, next time I get a chance to talk to you, you know, we'll find your fishing holes here, and we'll have you calling the hogs, and and uh, we look forward to <laughs> look forward to following your career here as you as you finish up high school over the next little bit, and then uh, and then we hold our hold our breath because a lot of times you guys that are so highly regarded end up going uh, to the next level. So hopefully, uh, we we see you right there in a Razorback uniform. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Yes. Jason, I appreciate you joining us. And again, like I said, man, we look forward to following your career in the future. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you. Jason Jones, everybody. Man, really, really impressed with that dude. That is going to be something. I hope he ends up on campus, man. Me too. So I thought it was interesting, the whole Robert Moore piece and, and, and giving him a little snippet there. Because so, <laughs> yeah. you think, man, you think, and I've never had the pleasure to, to, to stand on a baseball field and play in front of even, I don't know, maybe, maybe 5,000 people is the hey, most. come on now. Like, yeah, I played in front of like 17. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know that I've been a baseball player. I've probably played max in front of like 1,000. So. <laughs> that's probably the max ever i mean combined yeah yeah of all time <laughs> all time <laughs> a thousand people i played in front of my entire career I think, from when i was in kindergarten all the way to pony league i think it, i think uh, yeah yeah so not not many but um so i can imagine going out there in front of you know and that was a small crowd we were talking about in that that interview going out in front of six or seven thousand people much less going out in front of yeah, we were the gonzaga series it was yeah, well, that wasn't fair. Them. No, <laughs> that was cold. No, and that was fun. Yeah, that was, oh, it was fun. We had it great wasn't that cold. It got kind of cold there towards the end. In of the it. shade, you were numb. <laughs> you were. I was used to it. My right leg's numb anyway. It was nothing different. That was. It was. It was cold. It was super cold. Yeah. But really impressed with Jason Jones. Look forward to to hopefully seeing him in a uh, hog uniform here in a few years. DVH is doing work. Well, that's just what DVH does. Yeah. It was cool listening to him talking that relationship. Thanks hey, a lot for that father, World Series title, COVID. Hey, it, it's coming real yeah, soon. Yeah, I just hate that this year got killed out. All right, when we get back, yeah, we're going to close this thing up talking about this crazy tweet going around on social media right it's now about how the, the, the top 10 disastrous hi, most disastrous hires in college football. Somehow Chad Morris isn't on that list. How is 4 and 20 not on that list? I have no idea. We'll talk about it in a minute. Good job, idiot. The High on the Hogs podcast, segment three of a very on the Hogs podcast. Podcast. Helped you out. Helped you out. Add it to the end. (laughs) Oh, no. Presented by Lens Marketing and Design. Thank you, Brian Lynn, for all your hard work on our logo. If you need any marketing design work done, give the guys at Lens Marketing and Design a call and let Brian get to work for you. Getting it for show. So... There's a tweet that came out late last week, maybe over the weekend. I don't remember it. I don't. I screenshot it, but I don't have the date on it. So, nope. ten recent and somewhat recent disastrous coaching hires. Was Ooh, can we tweet. go through the top ten? Yeah, yeah. By my Mike Farrell rivals as we put this out. He's not that bright. Well, okay. So in his defense, there's, there's a couple. There's a couple that certainly deserve to be here. There's a couple that certainly are missing. But there's, <laughs> yes. So Uno in particularo. Yeah. So top ten. His number ten was Mark Helfrich at Oregon. Can't nah. can't disagree. It's pretty pretty bad. Um, Still won a few games more than four. This is true. Brady Hoke at Michigan. One more than four games. <laughs> Al Golden at Miami is pretty bad. One That's more than four bad. games. Ty Willingham at Notre Dame. 
Still won more than four games. <laughs> Butch Jones at Tennessee. Definitely won more than four games. Will Muschamp at Florida. Is he still there? Didn't know. Gosh, he's <laughs> <in> South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? It's, uh, Mullen. That's Mullen. Dan Mullen. Muschamp, Mullen. Did, did, now, Mississippi State. Hold up, hold up, though. Didn't Muschamp? Muschamp, what are you, the OC at Texas or something like that? Yeah. But didn't Muschamp and, Tex and, and Florida win a, at least a... They won the East once, didn't they? They either want a share of it, or they they won it outright. On the I'm East. almost certain they did. So still won more than four games. Mike Riley at Nebraska. That was a disaster. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that was rough. bad. Charlie Strong at Texas. Yeah, still won more than four. Okay, games. I want to. I want to conference game. I want to defend that one though because yeah, I, I still think Charlie Strong's a hell of a coach. And Charlie Strong, I think, I got screwed in that whole deal. Uh, I was about to say the same thing. They didn't want him from the beginning. Texas is way nope. too, and you see it now. Texas is still struggling. Mm -hmm. it, it, this wasn't a Charlie Strong thing. That was just Texas being Texas. So. Texas, Texas. Nope. <laughs> Michigan <laughs> that doesn't even sound right, but still won more than four games. Michigan gets down here for a second time with Rich Rodriguez. Yeah, still won more than four games. <laughs> yeah. Could, could he could, was a pretty successful coach with with West Virginia too? Could could we look back though? I can't really talk tonight. I'm tired. Sorry. It's all good. Could we look back though and think Michigan could have three on this list potentially? Because I mean, what is? I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't call Jim Harbaugh a disaster, but he hadn't really done a whole lot. Ohio State. They've had a couple of streaks, but they can't win the big games. No. So anyway, number one. Still won more than four games. Willie Taggart, Florida Just dumb State. Dumb as hell. Yeah, I mean, that, I take Willie Taggart over Chad Morris on any bad day that he had, and to put Chad Morris's staff with him. There's yes, yeah, and I think we'd still win more than four games. Then six. <laughs> we would have beat San Jose State Community College. Yeah, and we might have beat Colorado State in Colorado. I think we'd have beat uh, Western Kentucky. Uh, no, <laughs> Ty Story was out for ass whoopings on that one. Bro. Yes. So I mean, I mean I, what Rakeem Boyd blew up in that game, if I remember right, like 180 something yards on eight. Yeah, carries. like eight carries. Yeah. Like I'm gonna carry the ball eight times. This doesn't work or anything. But yeah, I'm stupid. <laughs> Let's not run the horse that brought us here. Probably could have run us back into the game with running like that. Yeah, absolutely. But no. Let's not do Let's that. Let's throw 47 times. Let's throw it with a quarterback that can't throw it. <laughs> Let's. And even if he could throw, you've ruined middle every middle school DC out there. <laughs> A tight end coach, an offensive coordinator, and an idiot from Texas running the whole program. Yes. Your son would be a better coach than you, floozy. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Go Boomer. Go Boomer. Well, so this Tim I'm Murray. I'm a high school kid. I got to stop. This Tim Murray guy replies and says, I would add Chad Morris at Arkansas and Derek He's... Dooley at Tennessee to this list. So. I think. I think, oh, uh, what's it? Oh, that dude, Lane. That, that that dude, when he was at USC. But was that? I still, th I don't think it was uh, bad. But how they got rid, what had happened? My, my computer just said, I'm going Popeye. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was crazy. No bueno. <laughs> it's just doing it. I think it's doing an update. Stupid dummy. It's actually finally doing the update. It's a good thing I don't need my computer right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, but Jesus. Hopefully that goes quickly, though, because our music's on there. But uh, I got it on my phone, too, I think. But uh, uh, we so, might not have an outro we gotta talk for a long ass time <laughs> so but this is where it got me okay i still think and, it was great how usc said no you you can catch your own plane yeah they just left him on the tarmac dude but, that's awesome but so but was again i i don't even and i don't even blame lane and actually we had this conversation a lot on the podcast back when we thought we were high in lane kiffin I, I don't think lane egg on your face i don't think lane did that bad at usc I don't it wasn't a disaster either. i just thought it was dirty how they did the guy. they did him dirty and he got screwed over anyway when you think about the fact that he was there under their sanctions he didn't mm -hmm. have he couldn't recruit full classes he well, still like almost he won a national title looks like he still can't recruit with a oh, damn at Ole miss he is struggling at Ole miss i, hope well, that I mean continues. I, i'm kind of the <sighs> key henry yeah. You made the wrong choice, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, too bad you had to cancel your lease in Fayetteville. I'm <laughs> sorry that you're where you are, but thank you, Mama. Wonder. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, about all that. I mean, can you imagine the staff that Kiffin had or has at Ole Miss? I would have been like, I'd have been happy to have Kiffin, but the clowns that he brought with him as his OC in DC. Well, and that was the whole staff. You know, I thought, like I said, the whole Kendall thing was, you know, rumored to come. He was supposed to be going with Lane. With Lane. Instead, his brother in law's there. Yeah. Idiot box. As the offensive coordinator. So, mm -hmm. weird. That is a weird deal. I'm, and. I will take 
Sam Pittman and that staff that we have. Oh, yeah. Any day of the week. Well, you may not have a head coaching experience, but the man knows what he's doing. And I think once we get rolling on this, I think we're going to be just fine. Well, but and you think about it, too. One of the Statue. One of the exciting parts of Kiffin was supposedly the staff he couldn't bring. That was what mm-hmm. we were all being told was that, you know, he was going to bring this this rock star staff if he came to Arkansas, including Kendall Browse. Well, we got Kendall Browse, but I think we got the better head coach out of the deal. And we got one hell of a defensive coordinator. So I think I'm, we got a better recruiter I, for sure. We got, well, we got a better staff in general. There's no doubt. And probably a more sane and more uh, uh, respectful staff at that. So um, I'm 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 excited regardless. But so I don't think I've asked you this question yet. How long do you think we keep that staff together? That's hard, man. Because I mean, there's a I mean, there's some studly studly talent at the OC and DC position. So I think obviously I, I think we're going to struggle for a year or two anyway. I don't think that's I don't think that's a question. I think so. I think you you. Probably can hold on to a guy like Kendall Browles through year three, maybe. But if we turn this thing around by the end of year two or year three, then Browse is, I think Browse is the most obvious one that's gone. You think so? More than, uh, yeah. More than Odom? I do because Odom is interesting to me. I think Odom would maybe take another coaching job. You know, better coordinator Odom, than a coach. Odom waited forever to get that Missouri job. He's a Missouri grad. He's a Missouri guy. Dude, pretty good at Memphis, too. Is yeah. He but he waited forever to get that head coaching job in Missouri. It's the job he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then, and for them to do him that way. Yeah. And, and to replace him anyway. But yeah. <laughs> drunk with. Yeah. And so I it I don't Still recruit the thing is is I don't none of us know what mindset Odom has. Is he gonna be content with with being the the DC? Is he a guy that you know Pittman's not going to last forever. So what if Pittman turns this thing around and six, seven years down the road, if we're doing well, he says, you know what, you I'm, I'm retiring. You got a guy like Odom who's been a head coach in the SEC before who's had success. You also see the same thing with Kendall, though, couldn't you? Yeah, but I think Kendall gets an opportunity before that he wants to take. That's that's where I think, think so. maybe Odom may too as well, but maybe Odom's from this area. Well, I mean, here, is, look at this. I mean, what's old Venables over at Clemson? Venables at Clemson, yeah. I mean, he has been a D.C. under Dabo for how many years now? Gosh, I don't know, 10-plus years. Yeah, I mean, been been offered and been rumored all over the place. Knows that, you know, I think, what are they paying him, million five? I think he's over two now. Over two as as a D.C.? Yeah. Probably one of the best D.C.s out there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Okay. But he's still sitting there. Why? Because he didn't want to go anywhere. Are you that comfortable in making $2 million a year? Which, I mean, if I was making $2 million a year, I don't think I'd really want to do anything (laughs) else. Unless somebody paid me $4 million, but... you know the rate of what you got. You're comfortable where you're at. You're in a winning program that is, you know, there every year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, up until you know six, eight years ago, I mean, Clemson was getting their brains beat out by Florida State. That's right. You know, every single year. Now Florida State can't even hold Clemson's jock, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, Bowden gone, and then you know. <laughs> Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo then, and Taggart. And yeah, I mean. Now whoever they got. Kendall was down there. <laughs> Kendall was there. It was not a great time. So. No. No. So, I mean, I think, I think when you look at it, I just, I think Odom is a guy that is, he's going to get some opportunities, but you I can just see him being comfortable get, there. Maybe we can get Chad Morris back as an OC if no, Bowles leaves. No, no. Never again. No. Never. That dude think would Auburn? never be no. brought back here at all. You sure? Yeah, 100%. There's no chance. You don't chance. think Juracek would, and, and Pittman would hire him back no. as an OC? No, never, you ever. You sure we can't get in the left hand <laughs> hammer down? Never, ever, like, ever right, would it happen. We know you really sucked it up as a head coach, but we're going to let you be the offensive coordinator now. Can you think you can get it installed in, you know, six months? <laughs> yeah, no. No. Not six see, years. And, see, the thing about Venables, when you think about that situation, I think what's more likely I mean, to happen. Chad Morris left him. Left him. Uh, what happened? But I think what's more likely for Venables is that he stays there and Dabo decides to either retire Dabo's or go to Bama. <laughs> and I don't and know then, about that, even though, we, I mean, there's a lot of tie there, but still. I mean, he's an alum. I mean, exactly. I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> he's beating them. I mean, that's an Alabama thing to do is just go get the best coach available. He would be the best one there. I mean, you would think. I love his name. So, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm going to name my kid Dabo. <laughs> So I mean I, I think theoretically Dabo, if 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 I'm Venables, my mindset is yeah, I'll sit back and make two and a half million to, to get to do half the job that you're doing to make five exactly. million. And, and not even half. I'm doing a quarter of the job a head coach is doing who's making maybe twice what I'm making. 
No, I think I'll chill right here until maybe. You got a f- pretty good insurance and 401k. Yeah, I think he's set. So, I think he's okay. Yeah. So I think, I think you can. We've babbled long enough to Almost for your back. computer to come back. <laughs> but no, so. Look at that. So this, this brings me. Heave this, Stinson. This brings me full circle, though. Full circle. <laughs> back to Clemson. High on the hog. Because here's where my issue comes in. Why the hell? And you weren't part of these conversations. But why in the hell do Clemson fans feel like they have to defend Chad Moore so, so, so at such a high level that they think he's such a great coach? This was this is a guy I got into it with. It's been a great thread. I had a Clemson hat back in the day because I like their colors. Yeah, well. And it had a paw print on so, it. So this is a lifelong Clemson fan. Mm-hmm. He has 25 followers on Twitter. Hey, I have way more than that, bud. And I don't even <laughs> use my Twitter. Just your average diehard is his name. His profile picture says, I hope I don't kill for being black today. It's an interesting fellow. His response to that tweet was, the Chad hate is honestly ridiculous. He inherited the worst roster in Power 5 football in one of the most competitive divisions, had great success recruiting, and never got to have a season with them. Now the new guy reaps the rewards. You lost your team two games into the season, called the locker room club dub, and never stepped back into it. Yeah. After you beat Colorado State. Yeah. Once. And that was your... Out of two times. That was your most exciting win of your entire tenure. Yes. Now, I'm not going to lie. Watching watch Shine O'Grady get loose <laughs> on the boys and, and slinging folks left and right and then running for six. I was pretty pumped up. Yeah. From my wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> I was but, uh, pretty pumped up. I think that's the one time I've ever hugged Zach. <laughs> we hugged a couple times in that mm, game. Lots of man sweat. <laughs> so We're I responded. So I responded. I said, people like this have no clue what actually happened at Arkansas the last three years. And it's what drives me insane. Clemson fans have come out of the woodwork to defend to defend Chad Morris. Auburn fans are now coming out of the woodwork. Of course they would because he's their new OC. He's their new scapegoat for Malzahn. Then the guy responds and says he was there for two years and he had an FCS level roster in the SEC West. Okay. First off, he didn't make it a whole two years. No. So, but here, here two are seasons. Let me here, see here are facts when you think about this the, the situation at Arkansas. He looks like a, a young, confused John L. Smith. Yes, <laughs> that that could land on the disastrous hires too. Hey, um, we could have been on there twice. Yeah, but turn. So. When Chad Morris took over Arkansas, Arkansas had just come off of completing four classes consecutively recruiting in the top 30. Mm-hmm. So at worst, you had an average of 30th in recruiting rankings when Chad Morris took over. Chad Morris's best class at Arkansas, I think, if you go by, I mean, I think Rivals has this even worse, the but I think if you go by. Class, I thought it got down to 17 or 18, didn't it? Yeah, I think that, but that was his best class. Like, yeah, and the borderline was coming low 20s. Up that- Fell apart was going to look pretty good. Eh, I mean, if we'd have had won some games, yeah, yeah, if they'd have had French and the other guys on that DC side that were, you know, supposedly coming from Memphis and all the other decommits. I mean, that well, class would have stuff nice. in the locker room. It wouldn't have been so bad. Yeah, it probably would have worked better. You know, keeping things that aren't yours are usually not a good idea. So, uh oh. Beyond that, though, so not only it, the roster wasn't as bad as people make it out to sound no, like it was, but it wasn't great. But by year two, so so let and I've said this before: wash out year one because sure he inherited a bad roster. It wasn't his team. It was they weren't fit to do what he wanted to do. By the beginning of this past season, by the start of his second year, seventy percent of that roster had been turned over. Mm-hmm. By the second season, so it wasn't like he was playing with half a deck anymore. No. If that's well, your argument, of a deck. he had almost his entire team there. Yeah, he had handpicked. He had handpicked two quarterbacks to come here. Mm-hmm. He had handpicked a running back and Rakeem Boyd to come here. Now, I do. It's the best thing he ever it, did. It, yeah, well, yeah. Let's put Rakeem, Rakeem Again, Boyd on. Again, we're not arguing whether or not the man can recruit because it, no, it was he it, did it, well. It was proven that he can recruit. But then, I would like to see him and Sam Pittman recruiting at the same time. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm saying if you could get – just make him a recruiter. Like, hey, y'all need to go to Arkansas and go play for Sam Pittman, Kendall Browse, and Barry Odom. Well, and I think he'll do <laughs> – I, I think, honestly – I think he has an opportunity to do well as a coordinator. Bowden Hicks is about to suck I, it up. Buddy. I just don't think Auburn's the place he's going to do it. Not that stuff. But then when you look at the staff he brought in, he brought in a JV staff. I mean, you got a guy in Craddock who had no Power 5 experience, who's tight now a coach. tight ends coach at UAB of all places. Yeah. You brought in John Chavis, whose career was over, as we see now, as a middle school 
high, a middle school coach. Yeah, I mean, he was over at, at Texas A&M. None of the, but, it, but, but his career LSU. was over. But his yeah. career was over. I mean, it, yeah. he was already downhill in it at A&M. Chief, so, he could have been called Chef. <laughs> yeah, he looked like it. Anyway, so, um, so I mean, when you look at, and that's just the on the field stuff. Let's not even take into account the culture when you walk into you a. To some of the kids and stuff like that, or their parents to talk about, well, y'all stay hydrated and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and what kind of pep talk are you giving somebody when you're getting reamed? Yeah. Like forty-one to nothing by Auburn. Yeah. I, mean, I just you can't. And, and like you're fired, you're fired, you're fired. Your parents aren't getting any more money. We're done. <laughs> well, and that was the point. There was no accountability. There was no nothing. When the man walks in and his first interview with the team is, well, if y'all weren't so terrible, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Like you, you I'd divided like, the I'd locker like room. I'd like to talk to somebody there. like McTelvin again or somebody that that spent a little time under both. You oh know, yeah. You know, be working on a, a couple of different you know, guys that I'm like trying said, to get it'd be, on. It'd be nice to, if they would actually open up and give you some information, like legit. I think that'd be kind of cool to have, especially oh, yeah. on that. Well, it's just wild to me to see. <laughs> Somebody call Mike Woods. Yeah, no doubt that dude I, would I, I've already I had, love his Twitter page. I, I've already had him lined up. I actually had Jerry Jacobs lined up, but he can't. The coaching staff wouldn't give him permission. So really? Couldn't get him. Yeah. So they're not allowing anybody to do any interviews right now. What about my, how can we not get Mike Woods in? We could, but <laughs> we'd get him always, in trouble. <laughs> Woods is always down, dude. Uh, but he uh, your tweets. Oh, God, he don't care. But it just blows my mind <laughs> that people – that it, There's so many people out there that have Arkansas on their brain so often for a team that went 4-20. and 20, Four and, 20. and you're defending a guy. And then his, somebody a million and a half dollars to come to Fayetteville and beat us. Well, and then his argument Twice. was – His argument was that, that – uh, Ty Story come back and waxed all over that dude but his argument was that his that he uh, wasn't good enough to play at Arkansas though that he did well at SMU and I was trying to find that part of our conversation but anyway basically this guy went on and on sad sad day yeah on and on about how Chad Morris wasn't a bad coach and blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. and it just blows my mind like I said so many of these you like him so much why don't y'all hire him back yeah you can have him he I mean once he gets fired at at Auburn he's going to be available and that's not going to call your buddy Dabo Brent I'm sorry (laughs) can I come back to bring me back I'll be the water boy (laughs) all right I'll get you the best waters you can have. So, quick little rabbit holes here before we finish up. Rabbit hole this. You got any rabbit holes? Uh, you watch anything interesting this past week? Uh, I watched the movie The Condemned last night. Oh, yeah? Was that any good? I've seen it before and I got it on DVD, okay, but it was well. on Peacock. So I don't have that network. I've checked it out. It was free. <laughs> So I got really bored and actually turned the TV on while I was tuning up the old PS3 to make sure that I can give Zach the whooping he properly deserves coming this this there, Friday there you night. Go. So, yeah, y'all y'all uh, get some practice over there. You're gonna need it to beat me. Man, yeah. I don't want to hear it. I beat you with Boise State. That didn't count. No one saw it. Right. It Nobody happen. saw the game that I beat him on. Then you let my team <laughs> get picked by the people on TV, and then well, it just didn't happen. Uh-huh. Kelly right. Moore and I beat you. So. This report came out. Field. This report came out today. Okay. Pac-12 players are threatening to boycott the season. Pac-12 players are soft. <laughs> no one even cares about the Pac-12, but leave it to a conference that's mostly located in the state of California Fruzies. to come up with some stupidity. But check this out. Well, the rest of them come from that northwest corner, and we know what happens up there. Ran Jack Sack Jack, whatever that dude's name was, <laughs> Raz Chaz or <laughs> Chaz Moraz, gonna cry. Shoot him with rubber bullets and be done with him. So, here's their demands. <laughs> oh, they got they, demands. Oh, they huh? have demands. Okay. Thanks you're asking for. A 50-50 revenue share. <laughs> um, this is where I need sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> they want six years of insurance upon graduation. Buy it. <laughs> and they want better COVID-19 testing and protocols, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's the common, I want to know what the et cetera, et cetera is. Uh, the COVID-19 testing usually comes up positive because coronaviruses and all that good stuff. Are, there's a lot of different small things that happen to be coronaviruses. I read today, uh, Oklahoma tested 100, 100 student athletes had one positive test mm-hmm. out of 100. NBA has zero in the bubble. Did you see that? That came <laughs> out today. They did all their testing. Zero. They had zero Zion positive has tests. left the bubble. I didn't notice that. He had some family issues. Had to oh, leave. well, they'll have to test him. But they said as back. long as he tests every day or something like that, and then he gets back, as long as he tests negative, he only has to be quarantined for like four days. Yeah. 
Well, so I, that I, disease don't hurt a man like that. He's he's swollen as a goal. Yeah, I think we brought this. Or I brought this up before. One of my concerns was let one of these players start complaining because they're being forced to play, which they're not, because every player in every division has been told that Your if they decide they want taken care of. Yes, they will still be on scholarship if they decide to sit out. So, I mean, sounds like a little bit of entitlement issues. Well, I mean. this is this is that moment you have next year, where I think it's next year where it goes into effect where they can make money off their likeness so starting i think next season they can start making money and go advertise for our podcast and we can pay them so or they can come on our podcast and we can pay them to be on the podcast and they won't get in trouble so and that's cool to a degree in my opinion yeah. i think that, i think i mean student athletes are about the poorest well yeah, <laughs> technically yeah. air quotes they're the poorest group of, <laughs> group of, of people on campus you know don't have time to get a job not allowed to have jobs a lot of times for what they got to do in their schedules and demands you know i get it yeah you know and, and they're you know they're athletes they're they're paid entertainers and they're not even paid you know when they're in college well but you're getting a free education that sort of that is kind of some kind of payment yeah i could go down a really deep rabbit hole with we've this right now we've talked about this i i could could really five minutes come on no but and no and i mean screw you too <laughs> I, but I, I mean, when you start looking at, uh, do the players deserve to be paid a little bit more, more of a stipend? Sure. But when you look at what they're already given, I mean, what's it cost to go to U University of Arkansas now? I mean, not cheap. It's not cheap. You're getting a full paid ride. Not only getting Out that. Out of state Yeah. You're getting, you're not only getting that. Food. But you're getting all your food. And not normal food that they got to eat at on campus. Yeah, they can go scan it at a place, restaurant. specialized food that you want that can be cooked for you. You have the nicest facilities on campus to go learn and work out in. You have access to the best workout facilities and the best trainers in the world. You have access to the best doctors in the world. Things that none of us will ever have access to on top of a free education. And all that's free, too. Yeah. And so they're getting, and that's just tip of the iceberg that we're talking about. That doesn't even. What if you wanted mud grips and some 33s? Well, I'm can you get that, too? You can. After, starting next year, you can, because I'm sure that would be a likeness thing. You know, I wonder if they're going to be, you'll see people like. Instead of actually paying them with, with cash, be like, all right, if you come do this, we'll do this for you. The old SMU you know? days. They'd be yeah. People will be driving all kinds of sports cars legally Dude, now. <laughs> like I said, back in the day when I went to Ole Miss for a year, I'm sorry. Uh, Jay, Justin Reed, like I said, that dude was riding around a Navigator on 20s and 2000 I mean, with four 15s in the back of it, quaking the glass out of the yes. side. Like my age, just riding a brand new Navigator. I'm like, how in the world he got this? But you know, oh, he's 6'8 and he can play basketball. Gotcha. This this makes that point too. While I'm on crutches. So HBO interviewed Greg, Greg Sankey um, for, for Real Sports. Stanky? Yeah. So Sankey comes out. The question from HBO was, to the extent that you have already flown, I gather, hundreds of athletes back to your campuses for training, haven't you already put them at an increased risk of infection? <laughs> this was, I love Sankey's response. This is beautiful. He said, well, first off, let's be clear. We haven't flown student athletes back to our campuses. Some of our student athletes will drive. Others will make their own arrangements. So we haven't done that because that would actually be a violation of the NCAA rules. So you're asking a question in comparison. So in comparison to what? To having them work out at homes or home gyms that may have been in their own hot spots without oversight of sports medicine specialists, without strength and conditioning coaches. And that reality informed what I still believe was the right decision. And, and he's right. These kids are safer on campus. Freaking Karen. I don't understand this crap. Like all this, all the, the these players in the Pac-12 that are bitching and moaning about not getting 50-50 revenue, Dude, not getting all this other stuff. Could you imagine what 50-50 revenue would be? Well, the Pac-12 doesn't pull a lot of revenue, but it'd be a lot of money for a college kid. Uh, yeah, a lot of money for a college. How kid. How you gonna split it? I mean, think about. I mean, 50-50, but yeah, but. I'm do they realize, though, that if you're splitting 50-50 revenue, see, this is where the stupidity comes in. Thanks to Title IX, if you're splitting that revenue, guess what? Every No, no, no. Every no. other athlete on campus guess gets a split, too. too. So you just took your split. It's kind of like the Ed O'Bannon case against the NCAA that cost us NCAA football. All those guys got like $4 a piece when it was all said and done. Thanks a lot, Ed O'Bannon. Yeah, and we don't get our game. Yeah. So for them to get four bucks. Can we get the game next year? 
it should be able to come back because of the likeness thing if someone will do something with it. But so I don't EA understand Sports this. needs to be all over that. Mark, I will buy whatever system they have. Yeah. I do not care, and I don't care how much the game costs. That's right. As long as it's under, as long as it's under $200. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to spend more than $200 <laughs> on it. I bought dumb shoes for that kind of money. I would rather buy this game. Yeah, without a doubt. So, I mean, again, these guys. These I guys, still can't find a copy of 14 for under 150 bucks. Yeah, you won't be able to. I'm going to go rob somebody. You got 14? <laughs> Meet me somewhere. Maybe. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> How but, about this 460? You want to hold it? <laughs> but, so, I mean, th- these guys, these kids, guys, kids, whatever, these athletes are Folks. safer on campus than they are at home. Yep. So let's just get it over with. Get them on campus, well, which they already are. isolated together, so yes. to speak, too. And, and, and so... That's the other thing. Like I said, people talk about this thing. I'm sitting there going, all right, your immune system works by being around stuff and getting stronger. Yeah. But yet you want to quarantine and, and be around in your own little bubble. So you don't have the ability to get used to stuff when there's not stuff there for you to get used yeah. to. Wait and, wait and see how sick a lot of these people get in the next couple of years uh, when they have no immunity to anything because we've all uh, sat inside. And- I happen to like being built like a Sherman tank. <laughs> that's like you know, that's like my wife getting that stomach bud yesterday. I'm have like an, walk I, around I have start an licking stomach. people in the face. I'd rather you not do that. <laughs> like you got COVID. Oh, you got COVID. You got you COVID now. You want it? <laughs> you, you got it now. You just charged me with murder. Basically, that's what just happened. All right, man. It's been another fun week. Thanks to Jason Jones for joining us this week. And uh, we got a couple big guests coming up next week, too. I'm excited. Already lined up. Ready to rock and roll. Uh, We talked about one of them tonight. Well, okay. I don't like to give it out. Me neither. Just in case it doesn't doesn't happen. Because there was another guest that was supposed to be on this week that didn't happen. (laughs) Thanks a lot there, buddy. Yeah, so. Maybe next time. Maybe so. Or might have to just put out a special pod for him because it's a nice guest. I'd like to have him. It'd be solid. That's for sure. All right, guys. People might know who he is. Have a good week. Like, share, subscribe. Leave us on the whole podcast. Leave us that five-star review. We appreciate it. Until next week. Woo pig. Adios.